0: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of my podcast. Today I want to share the mother load of all of my research. Just when I think I can't find anything else important to share. Yesterday happens. Now, yesterday I took a personal day. I had this urge to write and research. And I had a super productive day and went down the rabbit hole of the Lucis Trust. And it's insane. So I hope you stay till the end because it will blow your fucking mind. So let's get into it. So before Christianity and the story of Jesus lived Greek mythology. And before Greek mythology lived the Egyptian pharaohs. And before the Egyptian pharaohs, we had the Sumerian civilization. Now, some scholars argue that the Sumerians, the Greeks, and the pharaohs were simultaneously living on earth. You now, the only irrefutable fact is that every civilization has a creation myth of how we got here. So, the Greeks had 12 gods, otherwise known as the Olympians, and it was Plato who connected them to the 12 months of the zodiac. Now, these 12 gods were passed down to the Romans, and the Romans had 12 Roman gods. And we've been told uh, that the Egyptian gods are equivalent to the Sumerian gods. So, there's a lot of redundancy in our history. And we've had our calendar, calendar changed so many times that it's really hard to know what is true. You know, what is the real timeline of humanity? Now, some scholars say that Atlantis happened over four million years ago. How do they know that? The timeline is so mind boggling, to say the least. And it's very, very possible that the Greeks the Egyptians, and the Sumerians were all living at the same time. You know, it's also hard for some people to wrap their brains around the fact that Russia, China, and all the other countries around the world are working together and are controlled by the same bloodlines. But the truth is, they are. And after World War II, many countries reorganized into what is called a multinational federal state or system. You know, what people don't realize is that Russia is a federalist state, China is a unitarian state, the United States is a corporation, otherwise known as a state system, um, along with Germany, Australia, India, and Venezuela. Those countries are also state systems or corporations. Other federal systems include historical, which would be the Czech Republic, two-component system, which is Belgium and Iraq, partial federalist, which is South America and Spain. We have the emirate systems, which is United Arab Emirates. We have provincial, which is Canada, And there's more, but the illusion is that these countries operate differently. And they do. They all seem like different experiments of different systems. You know, which system works the best for control? Well, it would turn out that China is probably the best controlled system on the planet. But they are controlled by the same people. Okay, the oil companies, the Rockefellers. The Rockefellers got involved with China a long time ago. The Jesuits got involved with China, Russia, South America, United States a long time ago. So let's break down the historical timeline of what we have been told. So first we have the monarchs of Sumeria. And then after Sumeria, we had the Egyptian pharaohs. After the Egyptian pharaohs, we had the rise of the Holy Roman Empire. And then the Holy Roman Empire allegedly fell in the year 1453 with the rise of the Ottoman Empire. The Ottoman Empire ruled until World War I. Now, what's interesting about the world wars, and what also makes no sense about the world wars, that each world war, they had different allies and central powers, and they flip-flopped. So, for example, during World War One, we had the allies, which was the United Kingdom, France, the United States, Russia, Italy, and Japan. And they were fighting against the central powers, which was Germany, Austria-Hungary, and the Ottoman Empire. Okay, now if we go to World War II, World War II was fought between the Allies, which was now known as the United Nations, okay, and the Axis, and the Axis was Nazi Germany, Italy, and Japan. Now, what's interesting is that during World War I, the U.S. and Japan were allies, okay, and then during World War II, Japan sided with Germany, now, we are still waiting for World War Three, praying it doesn't happen, but when there's these situations like we're going through now, where we're seeing the structure of the world change, like the Great Reset, usually what follows is a world war, not to mention there were two great awakenings that happened in the United States. The first Great Awakening happened right before the First World War. The second Great Awakening happened right before the Second World War. And everybody who is alive today knows that we are going through another period of a Great Awakening. So if history tells us anything, usually a World War is right around the corner. Now, an organization that is a perfect example of these countries working together to bring about the New World Order is called the Earth Charter. Now, the Earth Charter was financed by the Rockefeller Brothers Fund and was founded by a man named Maurice Strong. Now, Maurice Strong founded the Club of Rome... And played a huge role in Tavistock. Also, with Marie Strong, he had backing by the United Nations, Russia, and the House of Orange in the Netherlands. Okay. So to think that Russia is its own federalist entity is anything but. Okay. Now, also a reminder the House of Orange lip. Um, the House of Bernard Lipp founded the Bilderberg Group. And the woman who currently runs the Netherlands is Queen Beatrix. Now, the Earth Charter is a perfect example of how all of these countries are working together and are controlled and operated by the same think tanks and bloodlines. Now, the Earth Charter was launched in the year 2000 and is a declaration of values to underpin a global society. Its origins began in 1960 with the establishment of the Club of Rome during a meeting that took place at the Rockefeller Estate in Bellagio, Italy. The Club of Rome wants a United Nations-based world government with the intention to solve environmental problems. Okay, so Stephen Rockefeller, member of the Council on Foreign Relations, studied Buddhism, which put a strong influence on his New Age movement agenda. Now, Stephen Rockefeller wrote many books on religion and the environment, and he was also a professor of religion at one time. Now, what's interesting is that the Earth Charter is connected very closely to the Lucis Trust and they align with their values and goals. Now, before I get into the Lucis Trust, I want to get into Swiss nobility. There were 13 original families of Swiss nobility, 13 houses in Switzerland that once ruled. Now, what's interesting is that the only family that has survived Present day in 2023 is the House of Habsburg. Now, this house is also known as the House of Austria. Many of the other lords and houses sold their land and castles to the Habsburgs. So, God knows how the Habsburgs conquered all, but they did. And this house takes its name from the Habsburg Castle, which was built in the year 1020. And this is located in Habsburg, Switzerland. Now, this castle was built by Radbot of Kletgau. His seventh generation descendant is Rudolf of Habsburg, and he was elected the king of the Romans in 1273. So they are tied to the Holy Roman Empire. Now, the throne of the Holy Roman Empire... Was exclusively run by the Habsburgs until 1806. That's crazy. Like, I don't think people realize the Swiss presence in our history. They were holy Roman rulers. This house, House of Habsburg, also produced kings and ruled other countries such as Bohemia, Hungary, Croatia, Spain, and Portugal. Okay, that's crazy. Now, members of the Habsburg family oversee the Austrian branch of the Order of the Golden Fleece and the Imperial and Royal Order of St. George. Now, the House of Habsburg are descendants of Constantine the I, who was Constantine the Great, which makes them Persian. Now, if you're familiar with my other podcasts or my books, the Black nobility are Persians, Zoroastrians, okay? So this goes back to ancient Persia, back to the Etruscan cities of the Holy Roman Empire, the beginning of it all. They are all Persian, okay? So that's interesting and important to keep in mind. And if you aren't familiar, I would suggest going back and listening to my podcast on the Black nobility or the Persian episode. I can't remember what it's called, but super interesting stuff. The Habsburg Dominions that ruled around 1200 were the House of Savoy, the House of Kyberg, and the House of Zaringer. The House of Zaringer is a dynasty of Swabian nobility, which is where Klaus Schwab's family derives. Now, the Habsburgs were notorious for inbreeding, and this is where we get the term the Habsburg jaw, the Habsburg nose, or lip. Um, these were coined to describe the deformities in the family member's appearance. Let's do a Google search. Now, due to the inbreeding and severe deformities mental insanity, and premature deaths. The family resorted to breeding with other families, which led them into a post-Habsburg monarch rule. They eventually changed their name to the House of Habsburg Lorraine. Now that is currently what the house is called in 2023, because they had to branch out and they interbred with different bloodlines. Now, the current head of the family is Karl von Habsburg. Karl's father was Otto von Habsburg. Now, Otto von Habsburg is the man who delivered the keynote speech at the World Economic Forum's opening ceremony in 1971. So, Klaus Schwab is connected to the House of Habsburg. And they are very close. Now the House of Habsburg made an alliance with the House of Rothschild, who happened to be the lineage of the Antichrist, according to Fritz Springmeier. Whether that is true or not, I don't know. It's just been written about. Baron Guy de Rothschild is said to spawn a descendant of the Antichrist from one of the four Mothers of Darkness, who makes up a special group called the Mary group. They will be related and will make sire candidates for the antichrist via incest. Okay, now this doesn't sound too far-fetched knowing that these families and bloodlines already interbreed. And I know I've said this in other podcasts, but you know, when you think about like Prince William, he is cousins with Kate. And his wife, Kate Middleton, is cousins with Princess Diana and the Queen. You know, they're all related, so this is not far-fetched. Now, according to the book, it says Satan's line is protected by the Merovingians and the Prior of Sion. These members include the House of Habsburg-Lorraine, which are connected to the kings of Jerusalem, the House of Plantard, Luxembourg, Montpezat, Montesquieu, Freeman, and Rothschild. So when you think of the Holy Roman Empire, the country of Switzerland rarely crosses our minds. But why is that? Like, I find it to be very strange that during the Holy Roman Empire, the Swiss found themselves completely independent from it. And I realize that this is due to the Peace of Westphalia of 1648. Now, what's interesting is that the Peace of Westphalia is the collective name for two peace treaties that were signed in 1648, um, and they ended the Thirty Years' War and brought peace to the Holy Roman Empire. You know, it is no coincidence. That Switzerland has been untouchable during every war, world war, or PSYOP, including the 2020 COVID-19 pandemic. It's no coincidence that billionaires keep their money secure in secret Swiss bank accounts. It is no coincidence that Davos is headquartered in Davos, Switzerland. Switzerland is the CIA of Eastern Europe. You know, I would argue that they oversee the KGB, the Mossad, the CIA, the NSA, Interpol combined. Now, if you understand geopolitics, you know that the president or prime minister of any country is, in fact, not actually leading the country or making any real decisions. The United States and Israel are run by the Council on Foreign Relations. All countries are not run by governments. They are run by military. The military is controlled by the Black nobility, and this is why it's called the military-industrial complex. This is not government. Government is the middleman. So, did you know that the Swiss has the biggest intelligence agency in the world. And it's called ONYX, O-N-Y-X. It's called the ONYX Interception System. And their goals are to spy on worldwide military and civil communications. Again, I think places like the NSA and Google um, are like little peons, compared to what is actually going on. You know, Google is put out there, um, I think, to make us feel paranoid. Um, But the minute we signed up to get that Android or iPhone, it was all over. Okay, And if you thought the NSA or the CIA are a problem, the Swiss would tell you to hold their beer. Now, the Swiss Armed Forces controlled Operation Gladio, And forced the United States and other countries to participate in psychological operations, stage false flag events, and release disinformation to the masses during the Cold War. Okay, so this goes way back. And this was all controlled by the Swiss, Switzerland, the Swiss military. And the word gladio means Roman sword. Okay, so there's all these ties to the Romans. Now, it's interesting that many countries were called out for being involved with Operation Gladio, but not Switzerland. And this didn't happen until 1989, when it was revealed that there was a secret Swiss group called the P-26. And it was finally revealed for its involvement in Operation Gladio. But I would argue that the United States probably took the biggest hit on that. It's also no coincidence that the Pontifical Swiss Guard is an armed military force maintained by the Holy See, and they are responsible for protecting the Pope and the Vatican. Okay, I want you to Google this. Google the Pontifical Swiss Guard. Okay, these guys wear these really weird black hats. They look like jokers, like they look like jesters, they look like clowns. Their uniforms are like red and purple and yellow, striped, vertical stripes. They look fucking crazy. (laughs) I'm looking at a picture of them right now. But these are the men who protect the Pope, and they're Swiss. Now, Pope. Sixth, the sixth, made an alliance with the Swiss Confederacy. The independent, landlocked territory before Switzerland was a country. So before Switzerland was a country, they were called the Swiss Confederacy. And this deal that the Pope made was to protect against the Black Nobility, Italian Wars, and the Merovingians. Now, it has been written that the Swiss Guard uses Opus Dei to murder and assassinate political leaders and members of the Swiss Guard for personal, internal motives. Now, how fucked up is that? They're like murdering people within the organization with the use of another Greco Roman controlled secret society, Opus Dei. Now, there is a great example of this, which is from 1998. And it was due to the murder of a man named Alois Esterman. I'm not going to get into it. You can look it up. Alois Esterman, murdered by the Swiss Guard, or murdered by Opus Dei. Now, another weird thing that I discovered while I was researching Switzerland is that I learned that every country on Earth has an assigned data code. Now, there are 19 data codes. Um, I will read them really quick because I'm sure most of you have not heard of them. I had not heard of most of them. But it makes me feel like we are living inside a computer because there is no other explanation for why these codes exist. Um, I mean, obviously for secret intelligence agencies, but they are so bizarre looking and they are. Number one, the International Organization for Standardization Numeric. Number two, the International Organization for Standardization Alpha. And then the the next one is the same words, but Alpha 2. Number four, the International Civil Aviation Organization, E.164 Telephone Network, the International Olympic Committee, Country Code Top Level Domain, E.212 mobile phone network, the NATO country code, the NATO two-letter code, Library of Congress, Maritime ID, the International Telecommunication Network, the FIPS country code, and I could not find out what FIPS means, license plate code, GS1 barcode, UNDP country codes, the World Meteorological Organization, and the International Telecommunications Union. Okay, it's just a lot. So when I was researching Switzerland, I learned that the code for Switzerland is CH, capital CH, which I found out is the symbol for life. And it makes sense because Switzerland really is the life force behind the Red Cross and the CIA And has kept the Roman Empire alive by executing false flags and assassinations and staying under the radar more than any country in the world. Now, it says something when your military is responsible for protecting Vatican City. Okay. Now, C H I is the letter X in the Greek alphabet and is Romanized. As CH like Switzerland. So it's the same code. So if you want to equate that, Switzerland equals X. CH equals X. Now Plato wrote and explained that the two bands that form the soul of the world cross each other like the letter X. Now Chi or X is also used to abbreviate the word Christ or Christmas, Xmas. Madonna has the alter ego of Madame X. The flag of Switzerland has a white cross, which looks like an X if you turn the flag. It looks like a cross. Christ died on the cross. Um, Chi is the 22nd letter in the Greek alphabet and is equal to the number 22 in Jewish gematria which equate which equates to bb which also stands for babylon okay the x also appears in the greek alphabet as the Cairo symbol okay try not to lose you here there's just so much now The Cairo symbol is a big X with the letter P, and this symbol was first used by the Holy Roman Emperor Constantine, who was actually the first Habsburg, okay? He was the first emperor of the Holy Roman Empire to convert his country to Christianity before the Crusades, before they took over at all according to history. Now, the Cairo symbol also represents Christos, or Christ, or Christian. It is the holy symbol for Christian. This also became the imperial insignia of the imperial cult of Rome, which was the first secret society in Rome. The imperial cult of Rome was the Holy Roman Senate. It's also the inspiration for the United States Senate. And the United States Senate operates just like the imperial cult of Rome did. Now, the X went on to represent the symbol of the cross, the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, Malcolm X, X X X-Box, X-Marks-The-Spot, XOXO, Generation X, Roman numeral X, Ecstasy, there's a lot of X in pop culture. There's a lot of X in logos. And when you think of the word chai or chi, which stands for Switzerland, you know, I think of China, Chicago. In Chinese mythology, the word chai means hornless dragon or mountain demon. In Nigerian mythology, the word chai or chi means the spirit that helps a soul move from cradle to the coffin. Okay. What's in a word? Now, it also makes me think of the word spy. Now, the word spy originates from the Proto-Indo-European word spek, S-P-E-K, meaning to observe. It's where we get the words aspect, auspicious, despicable, despise, espionage, esp, expect, inspect, introspect, perspective, retrospect, skeptic, species, specimen, spectacle, spectrum, speculate, suspect, suspicious. It's no coincidence that the Knights Templar flag is the Swiss flag inverted. Now, the Swiss flag is red with a white cross. The Knights Templar flag is white with a red cross. Okay. And it was the Knights Templar that fled to Switzerland and secured the borders during the Crusades after they slaughtered millions. And Switzerland, again, was untouched. Okay, okay. The Knights Templar started modern-day banking in the year 1099. That is why your income tax form is called a 1099. Much of the gold was transported from Egypt and Jerusalem to Switzerland by the Templars. And during this time, they were practicing Kabbalah, black magic, And some of these knights were executed by the French King Philip for these activities. So the irony here is that they were killing these people for not converting to Christianity while practicing a non Christian activity (laughs) themselves. Now, some of these Templars. Who wanted to avoid execution fled to Scotland and they found refuge in Scotland. And this is believed to be the beginning of Freemasonry. Make sense? Okay, the Knights Templar founded Switzerland just like the Freemasons founded the United States of America. Switzerland is the only neutral country on earth. And this was sealed by the signing of the Treaty of Vienna in 1815 by the Jesuits. Okay, they have remained untouched for over 500 years. I know everybody wants to blame the Jews, okay? But I have to argue, it's not the Jews, There are only two flags in the world that are square-shaped. Did you know this? All other flags are rectangles. The two flags that are squared-shaped is the Swiss flag and the Vatican flag. What does that tell you? Okay, Switzerland is also home to the Bank of International Settlements. And this is in Basel, Switzerland. Now, this bank alone funds and finances over 60 central banks all over the world. This includes the Central Bank of China, Russia, the Federal Reserve, the Bank of England. Okay? All controlled from Switzerland. All these countries that people think are operating on their own. Okay, now. It's also been written that the Tower of Babel was actually the Tower of Basel, Switzerland. And they said that the name was changed as a political cover-up for the real tower located in Basel, Switzerland, which is actually the same military base that the Swiss Guards use that protect the Vatican. Okay? Makes sense. You know, another thing that's going on in Switzerland, specifically Geneva, Switzerland, is CERN. You know, CERN, which has the 666 in their logo. Not weird at all. Um, CERN is also the creator of the World Wide Web, the Large Hadron Collider Particle Accelerator, and guess who is a founding member of the company? It's not a person. It's just Switzerland. It just says Switzerland. <laughs> okay, now Geneva, Switzerland is also where the League of Nations was originally headquartered. Okay, if you don't know your history, the League of Nations played a huge part in starting World War 1. So when we think about the takeover of the Ottoman Empire. Okay, it was backed by the League of Nations and the Swiss. But we didn't hear about the Swiss. Okay, Geneva, Switzerland is also home to the International Red Cross and the United Nations. Okay, so World War 1, you've got League of Nations. World War 2, we have the birth of the United Nations. All of this coming directly from Switzerland. Switzerland is also home to many companies, uh, specifically chemical companies. And some of the companies, the bigger ones that you would know are Nestle, the Zurich Insurance Company, Glencore Oil, Hoffman La Roche, which played a huge part in the COVID pandemic. Novartis, and Syngenta. Now, Syngenta is the company that sold that herbicide that makes frogs and people gay, which was actually proven. Okay, this is not conspiracy. Um, It's also home of the Davos Agenda, which was created by Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum. This group meets in Davos, Switzerland every year to discuss fixing the problems that they themselves caused and to push Agenda 2030 forward. Makes sense. Also home to Sandoz Laboratories. Um, This is actually now known as Novartis, which I just mentioned, but it used to be called Sandoz Labs. Um, There was a Swiss chemist by the name of Albert Hoffman who created LSD, And extracted the active agent from magic mushrooms. Um, If you listen to interviews by Albert Hoffman. He claims that the CIA hijacked his work. And gave it to the hippies. And he was very upset about that in his life. Which, yeah, I I believe that. Um, The University of Basel is the 27th oldest university in the world. Now, it's no coincidence that the University of Basel spawned Carl Jung, Friedrich Nietzsche, Hermann Hesse, and Carl Jaspers. This was like the birth of psychology. Okay? All of psychology, most of it, came from Switzerland, which is kind of crazy when you think about it. Now, the name Basel originates from the word Basilia, which is named after a Roman castle. Basel, Switzerland also has sister cities, and one of them is Miami, Florida. (laughs) Go figure. Uh, Massachusetts in the United States, the city of Shanghai, China. Okay, Those are the three sister cities of Basel, Switzerland. Now, another interesting component of Switzerland, uh, specifically Basel, is the formation of the World Zionist Organization, otherwise known as the WZO. The WZO promotes global Zionism and held its first meeting in Basel, Switzerland, in 1897. It was held by the creator Theodor Herzl who was born in Budapest, Hungary, and he was known as the father of Zionism. There was a man by the name of David Ben-Gurion, the former executive head of the WZO, and he once said, quote, with the exception of Russia, a federated Eurasian state, All continents will become united in a world alliance with an international police force. All armies will be abolished, and there will be no more wars. In Jerusalem, the United Nations will build a shrine of the prophets to serve the federated union of all continents. This will be the seat of the Supreme Court of Mankind to settle all controversies. Zionism, with Rothschild support, will promote the New World Order. Okay, so there you have it, straight from the Zionist mouth. Now, I want to get into the Lucis Trust. The Lucis Trust, if you are not familiar with it, it is a subsidiary group of United Nations. Now, the Lucis Trust has a website, Um, everything I'm about to say came directly from the Lucis Trust website. If you don't believe me, go read it yourself. Now, the Lucis Trust published a book called The Externalization of the Hierarchy by Alice Bailey. And this details the plan for Satanists and the New Agers on how the spiritual hierarchy will execute their rule of the new world. This book is used as a textbook at the arcane schools in New York, London, and other countries that are aligned with the New World Order and the Lucis Trust. Now, these texts say in detail how the One World Religion and the One World Government will be ushered in, and it will happen through these people. Now, the Rockefeller family manages the Lucis Trust. If you want to turn a blind eye to this and the Rockefeller's commitment to Satan, turn to page 107 in the Hierarchy book written by Alice Bailey. Now, she writes that the ruler of the New Age will be Lucifer, otherwise known as Sanit Kumara. Sanit Kumara is an ascended master of the Great White Brotherhood. Alice Bailey also writes that the world will have a Christ consciousness. Now on page 511, the book says there will be three ways in which this will happen due to the work of the Masonic lodges, churches, and schools. And they expect to have this all done and executed by 2025. Now to me, this just sounds like the template for Project Bluebeam and the coming of the fake hologram Christ. Okay, I could be wrong. The Lucis Trust paints this out to be a beautiful thing where all the people on earth will be initiated into these new age mystery teachings and we will all serve the Lord, Sanit Kumara. Now, according to them, there are seven Kumaras and one of the Kumaras is Jesus Christ, but Jesus was the Lord of the Age of Pisces. So we are making room for the Age of Aquarius Kumara, and his name is Sanat. Now Sanat is spelled S-A-N-A-T, which is also an anagram of the word Satan. Okay, so it's interesting to know that the current spokesperson for the Lucis Trust is King Charles. The person who did it before him was Manly P. Hall. Manly P. Hall married a Bower. His wife was a Bower, and we all know that the Bowers are Rothschilds. The Lucis Trust is also registered in Switzerland, and the Lucis Trust has an office in Geneva. The Lucis Trust is also a consultant to the United Nations, okay, the United Nations, this is when all the countries came together after World War II and decided that this was going to be the agenda, okay, so this has been going on and planned for a very long time, now we are just living through the change, So Alice Bailey created the Lucis Trust in 1922. And Alice Bailey said in her autobiography that when she was 15, she was visited at her home by a tall man in a turban who told her that she needed to practice self control because she was going to do the great work. Now, Alice Bailey went on to meet Helena Blavatsky, who was also born to an aristocratic family who descends from the German Baltic house of Han. Now, Helen Blavatsky claimed that she was telepathic, clairvoyant, and clairaudient. She was the medium for Hitler, okay? She believed that she was her own messiah. She rejected Christianity and believed in ancient wisdom and her connection to Lucifer. She believed that it was her lifelong mission To bring occultism and Lucifer's teaching to the modern world. And she started this process by going to Hitler. Now, Alistair Crowley deeply respected Helena Blavatsky and was a huge fan of her work. Now, Helena Blavatsky started the Theosophical Society in 1875, which was coincidentally the same year that Alistair Crowley was born. Now, Alice Bailey claimed to psychically channel the intelligent minds and forces who are overseeing human evolution, her words. And the Theosophical Society's president, her name is Annie Besant, or was, was a leading light of the influential Fabian Society. Okay, The Fabian Society uh, was huge in Britain and promoted world socialism and supported the Brit British Labor Party at the time. So it's kind of crazy how this all connects. Now Alice Bailey's Arcane School opened one year after the Lucis Trust in 1923 and emphasizes the electrical nature of life and the material world. The school teaches that the chemical element carbon is deemed super important because of its electromagnetic qualities that make it a house for spirit and a gateway for transcending the physical plane. Okay, this group of people believes that the sun can transform into a living temple. Okay, another offshoot of the Lucis Trust is an organization called World Goodwill. Now, World Goodwill regularly attends United Nations meetings, and their goals are to mobilize the energy of goodwill, educate people on solutions to world problems, and to prepare the world for the reappearance of Sanit Kumara. Okay? Now, Sanit Kumara, going back to him for a minute, he is an advanced cosmic being who is referred to as the Lord of Earth and Humanity. He is the head of the spiritual hierarchy that dwells in Shambhala, which is also known as the City of Enoch. Now, this City of Enoch floats on the etheric astral plane. Now, the Theosophical Society claims that um, this group of beings has a base in Peru that still operates in present day. Um, Whether that's true or not, I don't know. Now, Sanit Kumara has a twin flame, or what some people would call a celestial wife, and her name is Lady Master Venus. Together, they had a daughter who they named Lady Master Meta. Meta, M-E-T-A. Now, she incarnated as an avatar in Atlantis and incarnated a second time as an avatar in Sassania, Persia, where she married a mortal. Now, she is the patron deity of doctors and nurses. Okay. So it gets crazy. So Lady Master Venus, her name is Venus because these ascended masters or cosmic beings, whatever you want to call them, they originated on the etheric Venus plane. So they're not technically calling Venus a planet. They're saying that it's an astral plane, which actually makes more sense to me than it actually being a planet. And they started what is called the cult of Venus. The cult of Venus. The acronym is C-O-V. Cove. Like COVID. Okay? How crazy is it that during COVID, Facebook rebranded and changed their name to Meta, who happens to be the name of their Christ's daughter? Okay, so is this the Antichrist? Because it's their Christ. You know how everything is inverted? Trying to still piece this all together. So it's also strange that during the COVID pandemic, doctors and nurses were put on pedestals and called the heroes. And Meta is the patron deity of doctors and nurses. What the fuck? Okay, so one of her sons. This Meta, okay, one of her sons, became an alchemist who formulated the elixir of immortality. And he is named the protector of all Zoroastrians, the Persians. And he works with Saint Germain to usher in the new age. Lady Master Meta's husband and her other two children... Um, descended and lived in Sasanian Persia. They are also ascended masters, but their names have not yet been revealed. Okay, so if you are sitting in your car or wherever, whatever you're doing, and you think that this sounds insane, this is all online for anyone to read. Just go visit the Lucis Trust website. Okay, according to the Theosophical Society, Sanit Kumara must participate in a ritual during the full moon in May to balance the world's cosmic energy. Okay, so on the Lucis Trust website, they do a full moon meditation every month but specifically during the months of Aries, Taurus, and Gemini full moons, that is when they connect to Sanit Kumara. This is on the website. Um, the website actually reads, quote, The time of the full moon is a period when spiritual energies are uniquely available, facilitating a close rapport between humanity and the spiritual hierarchy. Lucis Trust holds three spiritual festivals throughout the year to connect to Sanit Kumara. They are during Aries, Taurus, and Gemini full moons. I'm not joking. Okay, so the Lucis Trust is operated through an international board of trustees, and the people who sit on the board are, and you won't be surprised, Henry Kissinger the Windsors, the Rockefellers, Habit for Humanity, Coca-Cola, the NAACP, the United Nations, the European Institute, the World Wildlife Federation, and the Council on Foreign Relations. Okay, and what's even crazier is that The teaching of the spiritual hierarchy, otherwise known as ascended masters, has been revealed uh, to be executed in a series of three phases. Now, the first phase of ageless wisdom was done during the years of 1875 and 1890, which they called the preparatory phase. Now, this is also during the time of the first great awakening. No coincidence. The second phase was during 1919 to 1949, otherwise known as the Second Great Awakening. Now, the third phase, which is going on right now, is working to reorganize world structures and organizations, align global politics, and redistribute the world's resources. So this is where we get Nasera Gisera. And people think that this will be enacted. And this is also tied to Saint Germain that will be distributed to the world when they crash the banks and everyone will own nothing and be happy. Okay, I know this sounds insane because the Nasera thing is an offshoot of QAnon, but I always have believed that Q stands for quantum. And Q has been a predictive programming tool to get people on the level thinking of, you know, the quantum financial system, getting excited over the distribution of St. Germain's trust. Okay. Now, there was a whistleblower by the name of Carolyn Hamlet, and she talked about the Illuminati, said she was brought up in it, and said that there are two sides of Lucifer's organization. The dark side, which is the left-hand path, and the right side, which is the right-hand path. The top-ranking members of Lucifer's organization oversee and rule them both. I'm talking about the dark side, representing Hollywood and politics, and the light side, which is the so-called white hats like QAnon, Trump, and Elon Musk. Okay? Two wings of the same dragon, controlled by the same bloodlines. Okay, now the Lucis Trust website says, Within this sequence of teaching and revelatory teaching, emerging after 1985 on a worldwide scale via radio and television, a widespread and unfolding interpretation of the existing teachings with suggested ways of applying them to existing world and human problems is our purpose. This work is already underway and gaining in strength and influence. Revelation of the Method Revelation of the Method They are telling us on the Lucis Trust website that they are revealing everything for us to wake up. This is the only place that I have ever seen this where it's like a confession. They are admitting to revelation of the method, something for people who have been awake for years know that they are doing. They are admitting it on the loosest trust website through radio and television okay so if this plan rolls out it will feel seamless because it feels like this is a collision of agenda 2030 project bluebeam the new world order the implementation of the quantum financial system all in one which they have been planning for a very long time. This is the collision of both the white hats, trust the plan, and the black hats, you will own nothing and be happy, smart city plan. Okay, this is all colliding. And it makes sense when you hear people say like all the timelines will collide. That's what this feels like. This is so crazy. (sighs) You know, it's easy for those with eyes to see that the agenda is out there. It is truly revelation of the method. It is truly predictive programming. You know, writing and speaking about these topics do not make me crazy. It is the gaslighting from society that tells us we are crazy for repeating the crazy stuff that they release for us to read or decipher. That is the crazy part about it. It's crazy to think about how our world will be operating by 2025 and all the possibilities. And the looming question is, what is really going to happen? Are they literally going to try to project the hologram of Sanit Kumara? I mean, they could. I almost feel like people are going to be like, get the fuck out with that shit. Because people are waking up. They say that when Sanit Kumara appears, he will be seen all over the world. And people are going to believe it. Like they're going to feel it. The fuck does that mean? The fuck, how the fuck are they going to do that? And if we really are living in a computer simulation, which sometimes I wonder if we are. You know, and I think back to Jesus Christ, if if history is repeating, you know, who's to say that Jesus, the real Jesus, also wasn't some sort of hologram in the computer simulation and everybody was just too stupid back then to realize what the hell was going on because they didn't have the internet. Maybe they did. I don't fucking know. Nothing makes sense. It's like, the more I learn, the less I know. The more I think about this, the crazier I feel. So this is why I take breaks. You know, I... This... I'm currently writing a third book. And I really wasn't going to publish it and... I started it right after I finished my COVID book. I was just on a roll and I just reached a point, like I hit a brick wall and I said, I have to take a break. I have to stop because reading and researching this stuff makes you feel fucking crazy. Trying to articulate these thoughts is very difficult sometimes. Especially when you have nobody to bounce these ideas off of, because most people are robots and they don't think about this, nor nor do they care. You know, my biggest question lately that I've been pondering is, you know, when are they going to crash the banks? Is it possible that they will actually black out the Internet and switch us over to the quantum financial system? You know, I don't like working with dates, but I've read a lot of stuff that say it's, it's all going to go down by June 1st. You know, Janet Yellen said that chaos will ensue regarding the banking system. Janet Yellen said that. And I don't know if she gave a date, but it sounds like it's coming. So what does that mean? I mean, I rarely use cash as it is. I mostly use my debit card or my credit card. So going digital doesn't seem that crazy to me. Because I already don't use cash most of the time. I always have cash on me. But I never use it. And what is that going to look like? Because we know that that's coming. They would not have introduced cryptocurrency to us if it wasn't coming or if it wasn't already set in place. And the funniest thing about crypto to me is that all the crypto that anybody has, like Bitcoin, for one, we don't even know who created Bitcoin. We don't even know. And you know it's going to be centralized. So, is Bitcoin or any of the cryptos that are currently being used right now, are those even going to cease to exist? And again, when you think about all these countries and people who don't understand that they're all working together, you know, in 1873. Helena Blavatsky traveled to the United States and she was working with spiritualist Colonel Alcott, who she founded the Theosophical Society with, and they put their headquarters in Pasadena, California. Okay. Then they went to Great Britain in 1883. And she named some women within the British Fabian Society as the high priestesses of theosophy. Okay. Then they went to Germany. And then they went to Switzerland. And in Switzerland, there is a secret base of theosophy, which is centered around the cult of Astarte. Astarte. I don't know how you say that. And they are called the Ascona. Now, this is a spiritual center of the Frankfurt School, which is a cover-up and it overlaps with the Soviet GRU, which is actually military intelligence. And it developed the authoritarian personality dogma to target and destroy those who base their behavior upon natural law. Okay, this all ties together. You know, the Ascona was a religious center for the Theosophical Psychiatric guy, Carl Jung, Who popularized the Gnostic Bible? Okay. One of Young's patients was a woman named Mary Bancroft, who was the mistress of Alan Dulles, who was the OSS chief in Switzerland during World War II. Okay, it's all connected. All connected. And do you want to know who is the biggest donor to the Lucis Trust? Bill Gates. Bill Gates Foundation, well, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is a financial partner with the Lucis Trust subsidiary. Okay? It's all connected. This. Is obvious. We are in some sort of spiritual war. Now, whether that spiritual war is real, meaning we are not actually in a computer, I don't even know if it matters. But the main theme here seems to be good versus evil. And if you are privy to the New World Order agenda, it would be to usher in a one-world leader and a one-world religion with a one-world court. Like going back to an oligarchical society, What is the purpose of all of this? You no, know, do they want to depopulate the planet? What is really going on? I am not the person to answer this because I don't know anything. I can only speculate with the information that I have. And I still feel lost. Like I said, the more I learn, the less I know. I just know internally something is coming. But we don't know when or what that will be. On that, I pray for the world. And that is all for me today. Thank you so much for listening to me rant. I hope you learned something, and I will see you very soon.